I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Oops! The Podcast. I am Julio Gallerati, as always, joined by my man, Francis Ellis. How you doing? I'm, I'm feeling good. I just got out of the pool. I'm in Woodstock, New York, uh, at a house with a bunch of young people. It's fun. It's, it's nice. And it feels like vacation, which is good. That's nice, man. You, you earned it, pal. Thanks, dude. How are you doing? What's going on? I'm doing well. I, do. I just went to like a, a private zoo experience, like a Joe Exotic kind of thing. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, it was dark, man. I'm going to be oh, honest. Shit. It was weird. Like, I mean, it was cool to see all these animals, but like the grounds that they're roaming around on, it's like this open area, but it's like, it kind of just looks like a high school soccer field that they stopped taking care of. And like these animals are roaming around, but like these, these baboons and chimps just look like they wanted to fucking kill themselves. Like it was pretty, pretty fucked up. Dude, I think zoos in general, you get a pretty bad vibe when you go in, but but some of them are good. Like the, some of them are all about preservation and like, and, and they're nonprofit. You know what I mean? Like the Bronx Zoo, in my opinion, that. is good. I, you know, ever since, ever since Tiger King, I've just had, because Carol Baskin tried to, to, to label her, what she was doing as such a thing as like a protect the animals and conservation. And, and you know, there was so much right. hypocrisy in that. So right. I don't even know who to trust anymore. Fair. That's fair. I, I, you know, on one of my stops on my trip, I'm going to be passing by the Joe exotic zoo. I might like just poke my head around. Is it it still open? I believe so, but that's a good question. Maybe because of Corona, it might not be, but I don't think, I don't think Oklahoma is closed. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Unreal. Yeah. Well, you have some, some controversy going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about, what happened with Chris D'Elia on, on our Friday episode, no, our Gary Veter episode, which came out on Thursday. And the story is still developing. For the record, we are recording this on Friday. I know it's coming out Tuesday. So if stuff comes out about this story between now and then, we apologize for not having uh, the information, but we're going off what we know. Um, after we did that episode, I wrote a song, which I recorded on and put on Instagram and Twitter. And the song was, uh, the caption I had was like, this should help with any confusion. Uh, wrote this song to help with any age of consent confusion, right? And that was in a direct response to people who were defending Chris D'Elia by saying that the emails he exchanged or the messages he exchanged with a 17-year-old girl, I think it was Colorado, they said like, well, technically speaking, the age of consent in Colorado is 17, so what he did there wasn't illegal. So they were like trying to defend him with that, and I just thought that was insane and ridiculous. Um, and then I started thinking about how the fact that there's no uniform law, and I think I've mentioned this before, that there's no uniform law 
no federal law about a minimum age of consent and that right. different states have different ages of consent. I thought that was ridiculous. Right. I thought it was ridiculous. Um, we have a uniform age, minimum drinking age. We have a uniform minimum voting age. Why on earth would we not <laughs> have a minimum that? fucking age? Yeah. To like this incredibly sensitive and, and important life altering thing, whatever. So I wrote a very sardonic, um, cynical song that was meant to bring to light the weirdly arbitrary state laws and, you know, to the tune of Yankee Doodle Dandy. Um, <laughs> and we'll play it right now. So, you know, if you've heard this on Twitter or whatever, bear with us, but it's important, I think, for people because we want to discuss this to hear the song. So here's the song. The age of consent in our country varies state to state. Memorize the song so you don't statutory rape. 18 is the age in Utah, Oregon, Arizona, Idaho, and Delaware, Wisconsin, North Dakota, Florida, Virginia, California, Tennessee. If you like them even younger, time to learn your 17s. New York, Texas, Illinois, Louisiana, Missouri. Go younger in Colorado, good luck with the jury. That should really be the cutoff, younger is obscene. But if you like to toe the line, then welcome to the 16s. West Virginia, Wyoming, Vermont, South Dakota, Pennsylvania, Washington, Rhode Island, Oklahoma, Alabama, Alaska, Georgia, Maine, Hawaii, Arkansas, Connecticut, Montana, Mississippi, Michigan, New Mexico, it shouldn't be a shock to you. The youngest legal age is found in other states that start with new. Ugh. Maryland and Massachusetts, Ohio, Nebraska. If you're not sure of her age, then make sure that you ask her. Indiana, Iowa, if you're into minors. Head to Kansas, Kentucky, or try the Carolinas. North Dakota, oh, it's cold. Risk it all, Nevada. Minnesotans say you're old enough to be her father. Age of consent in our country varies state to state. Memorize this song or just go fuck someone your age. So, um, Julio, when you saw this song, yeah, I've now kind of already explained to you like what my intentions were in making it. But you, you didn't have to explain it. I mean, maybe because I know you or but, but like it, it's obviously satire, joking, right. jest, whatever you want to call it. But I guess. You know, what would you say your, let's say you didn't know me, if you can try this. Like, mm -hmm. what would you think if you had just seen me on the internet, my kind of intention was, or my tone was with this song? I mean, dude, this is the, this is the thing. This is different from, this is different from like, you're the last thing you got in trouble for. Okay, if we, just for the sake of comparison. Mm -hmm. In that case, you, you know, were talking about, you know, a girl who was dead or whatever, right? Um, and you didn't know it was unclear if she was dead. She ended up being dead. I understand why people are upset about that. This 
you're just kind of poking fun at a situation and that's what comedians do. So, and you're doing it in a very unintrusive way. You're literally just talking about the age of consent because we all agree that that's a thing that's really confusing. And also it's insane that you can just bang people who are younger than 18. You know what I mean? This like age of consent loophole. So I would have chuckled and been like, that's pretty funny. And that's it. I would have gone on with my day. Okay. So I think that's, I think that's a great and and totally like fine way to receive the song. Right. Which is to just be like, I either thought it was funny or I didn't. And like, Right? Move on, right? Yeah. Another way to read it, I think, I think more importantly, the question I would have is like, if you, if you divide the world, and this, because we do this with everything, if you divide the world into like two different sides, two different extremes, and say that on like one side, you've got like comedians or whatever, or fans of Chris D'Elia defending his behavior, or people who are like, you know, saying that uh, it's not that bad to just email with the underage girls, whatever it is. And then on the other side, you have people being like, this is predatory behavior. Uh, this is a me too. It's a guy using his power to, to influence and, and groom underage girls. It's sick. It's twisted. There's no place in this world for it. Which side would you say that my song falls closer to? I would, I mean, I would say that your song falls closer to Delia defending him. Like, I, but this is the thing. There's no defending or not defending. It's not about defending. It's about Delia would argue that he didn't do anything wrong because the age of consent was 17 or whatever. And you are literally outlining the age of consent. So I don't think it, it, it it's not def- in defense or not in defense. I think that you could group it along with people who talk about age of consent. I don't know. Okay, so this is, this is a very interesting take then because I thought that my song was clearly condemning Chris D'Elia. That it was, especially since the last line of the song is the, the, uh, the age of consent in our country varies state to state memorize this song or just fuck someone your age right (laughs) right so for me i thought i was delivering a sardonic critique of these specious and thin defenses of predatory behavior or like let's just say let's just say creepy like scummy behavior right right but, so you could, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, you could also argue that it is also a manual to be able to enact and execute this scummy behavior. I'm so glad you brought that up. So <laughs> there are people, so the reason we're talking about this is that on Instagram, whatever, the clip did great. People were very, thought it was funny and they were like, you know, they, they got it. They understood it to be satire. On Twitter, it exploded. It's now at like 600,000 views. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh, you know, oh, 10,000 likes, 1,000 retweets. It's a huge piece of content for me. Mm-hmm. And it started out fine. Everybody was into it. Everybody got it. And then these girls who 
it's hard for me to understand, but I somehow I think uh, some of them might have been involved in the Dalia thing. Like I think one of the girls started retweeting um, or tweeting the thread of people that were like outing him. Right. And this girl had a lot of followers and her name is Michaela Okla. And I, I don't know, she's like 24, maybe. I, I don't know how old she is. Um, and she's, you know, she's tweeting all this stuff. And so she starts, she quote tweeted my song to her own account and basically was like, what the fuck is this? You know, I, I should probably read yeah, what please. she said. But she started going after it. And then all of her friends uh, and all of her followers were furious, right? Mm. Um, so it got really, really intense really quickly. And <laughs> it's, it was like, whoa, how could people have misunderstood this so bad? Was I not clear in my intention? You know, is it not clear that I'm clearly not a fan of people who who fuck around with the underage girls, whatever it may be. So all of this, it just goes on and on and on and on. And and I'm watching it and I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna fucking explain myself. If you're too stupid to get what I was going for, like I'm not for you. Just you move don't on. have to explain yourself. But no. the problem is, Julio, that when people who have followers and status start to offer their opinions and really dig in on stuff like this they can change and influence the way that people saw the very work true. you put up very true and i think jokes are best when they are capable of being interpreted on multiple levels i think the best jokes are layered nuanced jokes where if you have 400 people in an audience, maybe 100 people get it a certain way or it hits home for them a certain way, another 100 get it on a different level, another 100 like a certain line you said more, whatever. There's something in it for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And the problem is that if you have to explain a joke, if you have to explain what your intention and meaning was in that joke, it ruins the ability for the joke to be interpreted by the person watching it. Like if you go to a museum and you see a piece of modern art and there's 50 people viewing it, everyone is going to see that painting a different way. And I'm not one of these guys who's going to say that like comedy is art, bullshit. All right. But, but before you finish this with, as far as the museum and metaphor goes, People who don't go to museums are not even going to like people who don't give a fuck about art and don't give a fuck about museums aren't going to care about that at, at all. They're not even right. going to be in the museum. Right. And because of the way that things are, are set up, you happen to kind of get your, your artwork out of the museum somehow for the critique of non-museum goers. Right. And that is what happened here. <sighs> Which is why I don't think you should be so, I don't think that there's any reason for concern. I don't know if you are concerned or are not concerned, but they're allowed to think what they want, but they're just not an audience for that kind of stuff. You know? I, I guess you might be right. And I'm probably not that concerned. 
Um, and I understand that there's a way that things could be escalated and then you could be concerned. But what I have found with these sort of movements, if the movement isn't based on enough substance, then nothing's going to happen. And I think that people mainstream know and realize that whatever song you made is just not, you're fucking around and you're fucking around with something that is okay to fuck around about. You're not talking about Crystalia. It right. just happens to have been brought to light that it is unclear what the rules are about this and you made a funny song about it. One would argue that that's a really funny thing to do, to take a serious topic like that and make something funny and fun. You know, I don't... Dude, I'm with you. I'm with you. But you're taking, you're taking the comics defense, which is like... We're and I don't always, dude. I don't no, always no, do the comics defense. And I'm not, I'm not... What I mean by that is like, you're basically saying like, we're doing our job. You know, if you don't understand it, Right? Is that kind of what you're saying? Kind of, like, but I don't always think that that applies. I think that, like, you, I think the line, I think the line can be crossed. That might be a taboo thing to say, but like, I don't think that every single thing is funny. Like, maybe you can joke about anything, but that doesn't mean that the joke that you made about anything is funny or appropriate. Right. Right. I, I see no harm or foul with this song in particular, my, my personal opinion. And at the end of the day, I agree. Like, your message is there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, pretty yeah. clearly. So, I don't know. I don't know, dude. So, um, so what happened? So, this girl really started driving up the, the, the stirring, stirring up people to think it was, like, something that it wasn't. And I finally was like, all right, this has gained too much attention and momentum that I kind of need to step in and and say something right mm -hmm. um and so i think it was like her original she's tweeted so many she tweeted so many things in response to the video and was like going back and forth i mean there are hundreds of people commenting on this thing and going nuts and here's what she wrote here i think this was her starting thing He's making a joke out of sexual abuse and harassment in the hundreds of women who have come forward about stories from high school that scarred them. This is not the approach, this is not the way to approach this as some out of touch dude who has no idea what this is like. Quote, if you want to go even younger, end quote. And then a lot of people responded to that. And finally, I wrote something like this was meant as a sardonic response that was supposed to highlight the weirdly arbitrary laws that let creeps basically you know pick and choose their ages of consent across the country like you know yada yada i'm sad that i had to spell this out and then obviously that like pissed them off and also her point that initial tweet in my opinion has no weight like that is completely incorrect what she said in my opinion objectively speaking you in no way are doing that you're not being insensitive you're not like ha 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 you got abused no one there's nothing about that no at all. Nothing. not at all not and even so, close yeah and so you know the thing for me that was really interesting was that a lot like a lot of the biggest uh tweet responses from other people that had like the most likes and the most action were people being like until this video, I honestly just assumed 18 was the universal age of consent. Right. Or I still can't believe 33 states have the age of consent being 16. 
and other people being like, me too, that's crazy. And I'm like, yes, exactly. That was a big point of this, was to draw attention to this ridiculous thing. Yeah. Maybe to do it in a satirical way, because I'm a comedian, that's the language I speak. Dude, you're doing social like justice work, if anything. If you have to put it in, I'm, dude, I'm just saying, if you have to put it in some sort of category, you are bringing awareness to this fact. Yeah, and so this was when the whole thing turned. I think she realized she had lost ground. I think she realized how stupid she sounded. So she, so she changed it to, there isn't a benefit to people knowing the consent laws can be 16 in some places. That just helps creeps. And I'm pretty sure that's not even the law if you're a 30 or 40 year old dude like Chris was. So um, now it starts to turn into like people jumping on this new accusation that I had basically drawn some kind of treasure map for pedophiles. Very silly, man. And the reason that that is so fucking stupid is that the way that I found the information for this song was I Googled age of consent laws and the first Google search result that came up was a website from the government outlining the ages of consent per state in America. This was not some Dead Sea scroll some that I law. went on a Nicolas Cage... <laughs> you know, buried treasure manhunt. I'm not Indiana Jones finding long lost information for pedophiles. <laughs> Are you out of your fucking minds? Beyond that... Do you really think there are predators out there who were waiting to go do their evil for some catchy jingle? Did they need a song to spell out where they could go? I am not I enabling pedophiles with information they didn't have because of my song. Shut the fuck up. How stupid is the world now. It, it blew my mind. I, I Honestly, I could not believe that people were resorting to that argument that somehow I was enabling pedophiles with this. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's, it's baseless and, uh, and stupid. Oh, sorry, bro. But whatever, man. Like, you know, the, the, the more exposure your account has, the more people are going to disagree with what you do. And you know what? It's okay. It is what it is. I mean, Chappelle got, what, 35% on Rotten Tomatoes, 99% audience score. Like, the critics didn't get it. And I'm not ready to draw a line in the sand. I'm not ready yet to say, whoever's with me is with me, and if you're not, fuck you. I don't feel that I've built up enough of a brand, enough goodwill. Um, I don't know that I have enough personal fans that would be willing to just kind of run with me. Maybe, maybe, but- You're not in that position yet. The sad part is Twitter forces you to draw that line. I don't this think girl so. drew a line in the sand and said, you're either on the side that what Francis has just sung about is totally inappropriate and he's a bad dude, or then, then you get like all these other guys, and, and I hate to say this, but these dudes who are 
supporting me and then saying shit like, yeah, dude, yeah, exactly. And then girls being like, no, no, no. And then those dudes being like, you're fat, you piece of shit. And then it turns into this crazy, like personal thing. And I'm not on the side of people calling each other fat or, or like there was someone that like made fun of a girl who, who maybe she was a, a transgender person. And then like they called her out and that got a lot of likes. It's like, yo, I don't stand for this weird fighting either. No, of course. Yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to be holding the banner for that. I understand. But dude, listen. So say this is the field if we're talking about the line. This is the field. It doesn't have to be in the middle. I think that this you're with me or you're with him or against him situation in when it comes to Twitter applies to like that much. Yeah. Like the major you know what I mean? It's not a draw on the line in the sand situation. I don't even think that that was that taboo of a song. Like I think there's much more controversial stuff out there um and i think that this will fade into oblivion very very quickly honestly probably by the time this episode drops i mean i we know how poorly i predicted coronavirus so hopefully this isn't a similar situation but i think you're gonna be all right guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm download it now dude you start to when this shit happens because this has happened to me before i've had days where like something i posted or did you know obviously just like your ptsd went went, yeah way beyond what i had intended it which is funny because post-traumatic stress post has a double meaning there yeah (laughs) (laughs) right post-traumatic stress (laughs) but dude the, the the thing that's you know the thing that's weird is for me, I started thinking like, okay, these people are tireless. They are relentless in their crusade and they have resources and, and they have fans who are going to go, who are going to go do the like dirty work for them. And I guarantee you that right now, this girl, Michaela, has fans who are like scrolling through old work of mine to try to find something that will totally discredit me or has that has nothing to do with what we're talking about and will come out and like kill me now can you get double canceled so it's a great question in a calendar year i don't even think that's possible it's a great question. We are coming up on the one-year anniversary of my firing from barstool. I think it happened a week a week from like, I don't know, it was right before the 4th of July. So it was very close. And I, it's, you know, one of my thoughts was like to respond to these people being just, and just be like, listen, guys, I hate to say this, but I'm already canceled. Like you can't, you know, what, what, what are you, what are you going for? Like you got to give me another year to build my career back up before you can actually have anything to take away from me. 
That's very funny, dude. Well, listen, this is the thing, bro. Like these, this girl is trying to do something good. She thinks, you know, she stands for something good. She's, she means well. The, the cause is just, and sometimes these things happen where, you know, they're just wrong. Like it's it, like she got this one wrong. It doesn't mean she's wrong in general and whatever she's trying to do, I, I probably support it. But in this situation, I, I don't agree with her um, being so upset about your song. Um, and I hope that, you know, at the end of this, it ends up being a, a net positive and I, I imagine it will be. Okay. I appreciate what you just said, but I'm going to throw another wrinkle in here because I disagree that her intentions were good in all of this. Here's what happened after this. And you, you're probably going to hate that I did this. <laughs> after a lot of thought, because on Twitter, she's just like responding to all these people and, and, and taking it, everything's getting taken out of context. Everything's going crazy. I, I always feel that a face-to-face -face conversation is a much better way to get an understanding of what people mean, right? right. And so I tweeted this a few hours after everything happened. I wrote, on the heels of the controversy stirred by my state consent laws song, I hereby extend a cordial invitation to my fellow Harvard grad. She's got Harvard 19 in her profile. It might be a joke. I don't really know. She definitely didn't go to Harvard. She's fucking stupid. Um, to my fellow Harvard grad, Michaela Okla, for a civilized Zoom debate. I'm a strong believer in the, power, in the educative power of civil discourse. We can appoint a mutually vetted moderator. I think a $5 suggested donation for viewers would be nice with all proceeds going to My Life, My Choice, an organization that supports victims of sexual assault. I will match donations up to $3,000. And then I include the link to that charity. Michaela, if you have a separate organization you prefer, we can split the donations equally. For what it's worth, I think this could be a tremendous opportunity for two bright, motiva motivated minds to seek middle ground. I understand her position, and I'd like to hear it in full, right? Very fair. This is how she responds. Sorry, can't chat. I have to talk to Variety, the LA Times, and CNN today because I created the thread exposing Chris D'Elia while you just made a creepy joke video informing people where to fuck 16-year-olds <laughs> and think it's woke because of your brainless Barstool fans got you brainwashed heart emoji xx that's pretty good that's a pretty good response dude <laughs> julio she's saying she can't talk because she's got press she has press commitments she sunned you dude she won't agree look my invitation was a trap because i know I can beat this girl in a battle of wits. I know that I'm smarter than she is. I'm going to make her look stupid. She probably knows that too. You don't know that. Yeah, I do. I mean, you, yeah. who knows, dude? Dude, this girl, this girl fact is, is, is not... She thinks... If she, the fact that she thinks that my song was a roadmap know, for pedophiles makes her stupid. I, I would agree that she... I, is wrong you know what i mean I, but i know how upset you are about this and I, i'm not I, i'm honestly i'm not I'd upset. Be saying the I, same thing as you but i'm just saying that whatever like okay don't, whatever don't take away Maybe. from what you were trying to do L let's put it this way dude 
even if she, my, my, I genuinely feel that if we had had this debate and we'd raised money or whatever, that even if I lose somehow, mm -hmm. at least we've like found hopefully a little middle ground or other people have learned. Right. And you get to, you know, you, you get to make your very strong point. Um, and regardless of whether or not you win or lose, I think you ultimately win by being able to express what you're expressing to me with her audience listening. Yeah. But dude, here's my point, right? If she is saying that, sorry, I can't do this because I have, I'm going to be in Variety, the LA Times and CNN. To me, that is evidence that she is not doing this for the right reasons. Oh, right. She's like using it as a platform to it's get- It's clout chasing, dude. That is fucking textbook clout chasing. She's proud of herself for- Keep in mind, this is not a victim, right? This is somebody who retweeted the claims of victims and now is- considering herself a hero so much so and is validated in that thought because these news outlets are talking to her. Right. What right. about the fucking victims? Right. Shouldn't they be the ones talking to these news outlets? Am right. I crazy? No, you're right. You're right. So she deletes that tweet. Because she realizes how stupid and how bad it is, but I screenshot it. Well done. And I respond with her the screenshot of that tweet. I wrote, "Damn, she declined due to press commitments." Well, offer still stands. Honestly, I wish you well. I think you'd have come to find I was more on your side than you realized. Meantime, I will still be donating. I include the donation link, and then I donated. And by the way. Do you well know done. where I got that uh, cause from? Where? When <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein donated like $9 million over the years to Harvard, right? Right. And I got an email from the president of Harvard, Lawrence Bacow, uh, just as an alumnus, who, and he detailed to all of us, all Harvard alums, where they would be reallocating all of Epstein's donations, right? Because they, they didn't feel, they couldn't accept that money. They had to get rid of it. And they gave all $9 million of it to two different organizations. One was the one I named, which supports victims of sexual assault. And then there was another one that also did it. So I chose one of those. Nice. Um, and it's a great cause. Uh, obviously, I think they're based out of Boston. My life, my choice, my life mychoice.org if you believe in that sort of thing donate so um anyway dude like just just nuts and, and crazy um it's weird i am i understand that if i'm going to be edgy in humor and put it on twitter now that i have you know over 100,000 followers i have opened myself up to a very broad lens. A lot of people are going to see it and they're not just my fans. Right. They're not right. people who are necessarily exactly. familiar with my work. 
And Absolutely. so they're going to interpret it. The, the way I put it, dude, is that on Twitter, a lot of people read and see things the way that they don't want to. Right. That makes you sense. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like, yeah. like they want to be it, upset. Yes. Yes. They are racing to anger. And if the argument had been, and, and, and some people put this forward, if the argument is, dude, you know, a lot of people have endured sexual assault. It's very traumatic. This is not a subject you should be joking about. I accept that. I accept that as a fair argument. I, I disagree on the grounds that I don't think I was mocking victims of sexual assault. But if that's your argument, fair. That right. is a nuanced and respectful and aware defense. The second you start to say that a song, a stupid song to the tune of Yankee Doodle Dandy outlining the discrepancy in age of consent laws in America is somehow a fucking map, an alley-oop that will then send hordes of pedophiles and predators to the states where 16 is the age, you've lost me. Mm -hmm. I cannot respect that argument. I think that's so fucking stupid and it's dangerous because these people are influencing other people. Yeah, totally. And that's how people get canceled for nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. That's my piece. Any, th I mean, what do you think? You know? I mean, dude, I think you, you know, well, I think we've mostly covered, we've covered it for the most part. I think that, um, you know, you, now you sort of have like this built in defense system in that you have been canceled already. So you know what you could have done differently to avoid being canceled. So I imagine that you've sort of like sharpened your sword as far as attacking controversial subjects is concerned. And I know that you had this in mind before you put this song out. You're like, do I have a sound defense to back this up? I guarantee you that went through your brain at one point, just in case. Um, you're like, is this okay? Is this okay? And you're like, yes, it is. Post I, well, you know, you know, you know, it's funny. It's, you, it's a great point. I sent the clip to some very prominent female comedians whom I really respect um, as a sounding board. And I, I sent it to you guys. Yep. Neither of you got back to me before I posted it. <laughs> I did, um, but I sent it. I sent it to some, some women that I won't even name their names because I, I like, don't want them to you know, be in trouble yeah. for like okaying my post. But some women that I really respect. And I was like, yo, what do you think of this? And they were like, oh, to, universally, they were like hysterical, great, you know, Post away. love it. Um, and so that was that, you know, it's not as if I'm just fucking shooting from the hip here. Right. There is a process. Having said that, dude, when I wrote this song, I could not have imagined some of these responses. Yeah, it's crazy. There was no part of my brain that could have come up with some of the shit that people have like, how they've read the song. Right. But dude, and the last piece I would say is, I, I have a job again, you know? Uh, yeah. I'm writing at Bro Bible, and we have a good podcast that's doing well. Yeah. I have things 
at stake now again. Right. I think I could be canceled again. I have shit to lose. Yeah. So I joke about saying like, you know, you can't cancel me twice. You can. You can. You can stuff someone in a locker and then you can light the locker on fire. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, yeah. there's more like more yeah. floors of this basement. More, <laughs> more the elevator can, can keep going down, baby. It's like that movie. Well, like, start getting into, like, criminal shit. Like, is someone going to, you know, if someone were angry and motivated enough, could they, like, make up some shit? You right. hope not, but right. I don't know. Could someone reach out to my girlfriend? Tell, <laughs> tell her that I, you know. The thing is, I'm, I'm very sure of a lot of things. I, I've, I'm, I'm so well-behaved in my relationship. Uh, I, I thought about, you know, the Crystalia thing made me think, like, well, there, I just I don't have any skeletons there. I don't have any like weird DMs that someone could bring to light from when I started dating my girlfriend. Um, right. And and I don't even think from before that that, that I ever I've never talked to an underage girl. Certainly, um, I don't even think I've talked to like someone who was younger than like twenty three. Um, anyway, I don't know why I'm getting into that, but you start to take stock of like where am I vulnerable. Right. From yeah. somebody who's crazy. Right. Right. And I think, you know, Scary. I think it, it, it's going to cause you and us to be more thorough and, and try to have as much perspective as we can before we post something that's sensitive like that. Because at the end of the day, if it's, as long as you didn't really, really miss the mark, you shouldn't have anything to worry about. Yeah. And I think this is one of those situations. So Godspeed to you, buddy. Good luck. Uh, dude. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sad. There is a part of me that is saddened by all of this because I just keep thinking that the operating space in which comedians are free to roam is getting winnowed down to such a narrow sliver um, that ultimately it's not it's right. not funny anymore soon we will no longer be free range comedians it's just not fun nothing like things aren't funny anymore like you know you've got a few members of the old brigade who refuse to capitulate and they are they've they've won their stripes like they're they're kind of in, in, impervious to being canceled like dave Chappelle and bill burr and whoever else but for young people coming up god i mean how the fuck do you navigate the shifting sensitivities of yeah. this world? The reason the whole thing got changed, my song, was because of 23-year-olds. Not like... You not like changed? What do you mean changed? The, the people who planted the seed oh, right, in my right, Twitter right. mentions that this was a roadmap for pedophiles were 23-year-olds. Right. Are the next generation. Not, yeah, so... I don't know. We'll see, dude. Oh, let's shift. I, I feel like that was pretty heavy for a lot of people. And I, <laughs> I want to leave people with a positive. <laughs> That's right. Well, dude, I, I, so an update for our listeners, when I was mentioning uh, Oklahoma, and I know that I've been kind of bitching about my uh, inability to use this time to kind of like do things. So I've decided that what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm, I have to go to Atlanta for work. Um, and I'm, I'm not allowed to talk about what it is, 
Congratulations, um, though, by the way. Thank you. It's Very not that cool. crazy of a big deal, but I do appreciate it, and it's going to be cool. Regardless, I figured I would use that as a springboard to go on a, ro- a solo road trip around the country. Um, so that's going to be crazy. But basically, I'm starting in Alabama, going west to Texas, north to Teddy Roosevelt National Park in North Dakota, wow. and finishing off in Chicago. So it's going to be cool, and I'll be potting from the road. So. Uh, definitely check out my Instagram story and stuff. I'll definitely be posting along the way. So hell yeah, follow not Julio with a J um, for for updates on on his uh, travels and adventures. That's so cool, man. Um, let me ask you something: when you're in the car for these yeah. eight, nine, fourteen hour stretches, how do you plan to avoid going crazy? Like, what's your method? I'm gonna be honest. I'm a little worried about that because I've driven. I did a road trip with a friend a few years ago across the country and we packed it in though. Like we drove way too far and I had to, I drove the whole time. He didn't have a license and (laughs) (laughs) it was kind of rough, but we did a couple crazy, like I drove from New York to St. Louis along a route through West Virginia that was like 10, a thousand and fifty miles, which I don't, no one should ever drive that far straight. It was crazy. Jesus. And then from there, we, I, we were driving an average of like seven, 800 miles a day, which I think is all too much. And by the last leg, which was uh, Oregon, Portland, Oregon to San Francisco, I did that alone. And I felt like I was going to fucking go nuts. And yeah. I had, was having girl problems at the time. Um, so I wasn't in a great headspace that didn't, that didn't help. Um, and I like to think that I'm in a better headspace now and I have time and I'm going to try to pace myself and really enjoy it. So I'm hoping that it's okay. I'm going to make a lot of phone calls. Mm. You guys will be hearing from me probably during it. Um, and I hope that it, that it goes okay. You know, we'll see. That's great. I would encourage you to, um, you know, find a really good like murder mystery podcast or oh. some books on tape. That's a good way to, if you listen to music the whole time, you, you run out of music. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about that. I have a really long playlist, but I know I'm going to get sick of it eventually. So yeah. I definitely have to download some good audio books. I would do some books and, um, and uh, some, maybe some podcasts. That's going to help. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to get on that. If you guys have any good recommendations uh, for road trip material, please send them my way. Hell yeah. Uh, and wish me luck. Dude, that's great. Um, what, a, what a great way to take advantage of uh, these altered times, this altered reality that we are in. Um, let's, take it, let's take it there. Let's, uh, guys, thank you so much for, for listening to Oops! The Podcast. Thank you for letting me dump on you my thoughts. Um, would good, love to hear it's your- good, It's a good and important and timely discussion, man. So I think it's a good subject to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, please send any feedback or thoughts to oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. You can also DM our Instagram account, oopsthepodcast. You can DM me, Francis C.C. Ellis, or Julio, not Julio. Uh, For now, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much. We love you. And oh, follow our YouTube channel, oopsthepodcast. Uh, We put full episodes up there. If you want to see Francis shirtless, which he is currently, it will be up there on the YouTube page. (laughs) It's mostly just shoulders, though. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Adios.